Up next is the Daily Devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 19, verse 24. And he said to those who stood by, Take the mina away from him and give it to him who has the ten minas. And they said to him, Lord, but he has ten minas. Now the master, he took this talent, okay, this mina, this gifting, whichever uh, scriptural version you're reading uh, today, he took all the benefits that go along with that and he gave it to the guy who had and utilized the most. Those around the master now, they spoke up and feeling that such was somehow unfair, they voiced their displeasure. And, and hence, that's that kind of socialist kind of uh, that's not fair uh, ideal that is so deeply running through uh, our culture even today. You see, such feelings, they rise out of placing human rules and human emotions upon God. We want him to abide by our preconceived earthly rules. And listen, we will always find ourselves in trouble when we do that. Because when we look at God that way, our doctrine becomes erred and our growth becomes stunted because the root is wrong. The, The basics, that which we're building upon is wrong. Verse 26, For I tell you that to everyone who has will more be given. But for him who doesn't have, even that which he has will be taken away from him. Luke 16.10 really elaborates on this. It says, He who who is faithful in very little is faithful also in much. He who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. And you know, I think that verse explains a lot in our understanding of this text. For I think many of us want great position. We want title. But the fact is, we are unwilling to serve in those small and faithful ways. Luke 18, 14 tells us, For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be exalted. And I've seen this manifested so often in a lot of different people. Men who, they don't want to serve, they don't want to be humble, they don't, they don't want to deal uh, with the small things of the kingdom of God. They want to be a pastor. They want to have the plaque on the door. And so eventually they leave this church to go off uh, and eventually uh, just strive and um, uh, really languish out there trying to get that plaque on their door. You see, the way to greatly serve God is to be faithful in any way that we can. And ultimately, we must ask ourselves when it comes to our service, why? Why are we serving if indeed we are? Now, the reality of this passage has come home to many of us, as I've said. Saved? Oh, oh, perhaps, perhaps. But if we fail to be faithful to the Master, not only will we never know the joy of the Lord, but what we do have is in danger of being taken away. Verse 27 of our text says, But bring those enemies of mine who didn't want to reign over them here and kill them before me. Wow. Kill them before me? How we can have trouble with this idea, this picture of a loving God that we uh, want to follow, and, and, 
and we have trouble with this view of him and this presentation of him that this God would speak and deal with his creation in these terms. But gang, he is the master. He is the one who has given us everything that we have. Many of us today are living under this dangerous illusion that we can do, or not do, as we please with what he has given each of us. And we need to acknowledge a reality of the Christian life. A truly redeemed individual doesn't really even need to hear this message. Because the one who has really been redeemed is so cognizant and so appreciative of what Jesus has done for him or her that no one need twist uh, his or her arm to do for Jesus. The truth is, there simply are those of us who would diligently serve Christ even if there was no eternal life waiting at the end, and I'm telling you, I'm one of them. But you know what? The greatness of it all is that there is eternal life. Verse 28, having said these things, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. When he came to Bethphage and Bethany, at the mountain that is called Olivet, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go your way into the village on the other side, in which, as you enter, you will find a colt tied, which no man has ever sat upon. Untie it and bring it to me. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it, say to him, The Lord needs it. Now, Jesus, he was approaching Jerusalem now to play out the last week of his earthly ministry. Indeed, the cross awaited him. But it wouldn't be a surprise, for it was for this moment that Jesus was born, and he knew it. This is what is commonly called Holy Week in church circles. Now, Jesus, he had just delivered a knockout punch with the lesson of the minas, one that was a call to serious service and serious discipleship, and now he would ride into Jerusalem to finish. It would be the period at the end of that sentence. He would complete his purpose just as he called upon his disciples to do and ultimately for us to do also. We are reminded here once again that Jesus was not just, I don't know, tripping into his destiny. No, he had a plan. He had a calling, a mission to fulfill. It was for this that he came. Everything that he had done, everything that he had taught was leading up to this. The cross was waiting. The redemption of mankind was now driving him forward. Verse 32. Those who were sent away and found things just as he had told them. And as they were untying the colt, the owner said to them, Why are you untying the colt? And they said, The Lord needs it. You know, the, the Lord will call us often to do things that on the surface may seem to not make any sense. But how many of us have tacitly resigned ourselves to do as well and then only to find out uh, that they were just as he said they would be? That it ended just as he said it would end? I mean, the disciples here, they followed through with the Lord's directions and he told the owners of the cult, the Lord has need of him. Now, one thing that jumps out at me here, the Lord has need? Yes. God has inexplicably chosen to work with men and while ultimately the outcome of every situation is firmly in his hands and his control, he does still seek unity of purpose and service with mankind. Now many of us approach the things of God not with an attitude of invincibility and sovereign design, 
but we, we approach her rather with a fatalistic resignation. You see, God has need of us because he chooses to have need of us. And disobedience, well, that's not an option, no matter how much we might try. Serving the Lord is his design and his calling. Jesus was now forcing the people to make a decision just as he does today. The people would now either crown him king or crucify him as a criminal, and there would be no in-between. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Tim Dodson and Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com. Music